0: Well, hello there, Gundamaniacs. Welcome to episode 52 of the Gundam Explained podcast. I'm Adam Blue, joined by Stephen. Good that he is here again to help me out in all of this. Stephen, how's it going? Good,
1: good. Thank you for having me.
0: Yeah, no problem. Um, You know, another hot day in Texas. Uh, We haven't got rain. In fact, yesterday, Stephen got a bunch of rain and I made a joke about him sending it my way. Although I didn't think the weather patterns work that way, but um, funny enough, uh, this morning we got an alert that rain's coming. We're like, finally, and then it just disappeared. The closer it got to the house, it just disappeared and uh, fizzled out. Ah oh, man! Oh, uh, Goose is saying I sound funny. Sound
1: funny. Mm -hmm. Yeah,
0: let me do this. I mean, I knew
1: you look funny, but uh, sound funny is a new (laughs) one.
0: (laughs) Okay, I just did something real quick, so you guys let me know if that sounds better. Because I did notice something weird before I started. Um, You know, we were talking about that a second ago. Uh, but you yeah, always tinkering,
1: tinkering, tinkering. But well, yeah, when you said it was a hot day, I thought you were going to say that it's a hot day for Gundam because there was a lot of news that hit the uh, oh, yeah. media sphere today. So there's a lot for us to talk about.
0: Yeah, we're about to get into that. Like just not only the news, but even the topics that I picked up on. Um, and then, real quick, just really cool to see everyone Ian, Robert Goose, Jedi, uh, Sayla, Brian Zanicelli, Lucas Garrett, uh, Neon Wave, uh, Metal Neo. Good to see everyone. Uh, oh, Mad Matt, the heavy metal mecha pilot. How can you forget that? Um, uh, let's see. Yeah, everyone uh, just so nice to see the happy and friendly people um, in yeah. here. Yeah, so you might have saw the thumbnail, uh, Rumbaral, with a little Sela, because what we're going to talk about here in a little bit are like good guys, Eons, right? Or if anyone has any good suggestions of in alternate universe timelines, where it's supposed to be one side is bad, but there's a goodie in there. Kind of interested in what you guys think about that. I mean, if
1: you ask me, all the Zeons are good guys. So <laughs>
0: yeah, this might be. Uh, that's. This I'm going to talk about that in a second. I like that in fandom. How much people love <laughs> Zeon. Um, but also, um, we got. Uh, we're going to dive into uh, Patreon questions about uh, favorite uh, mobile suit variants. Uh, there's some cool ones there. Um. Let's see uh, some new information with GBO two, and then we're gonna dive into that uh, type of mobile suit. And then that SD Gundam game that's come out on mobile has some new info that's pretty interesting. And we're gonna look at that. Um. Okay. So what I want to share real quick, oh, other than the whole thing about, you know, subscribe if you haven't, video version, audio podcast version available, there is a Patreon if you want to check that out. There's some behind-the-scenes videos that I share uh, occasionally. That's part of the some of the Patreon tiers as well as um, the movie night. So July 30th, we're going to watch Cuckoo's Doen's Island um, together uh, in Discord. So want to throw that out there if you're interested. Plus, Um,
1: patrons get to throw questions at us and, you know, kind of dictate what we talk about during the podcast. So there's all kind of benefits out there.
0: That is actually a good point because some of the value you get is kind of more of the one-on-one interaction of, like, here's some content. And while that's cool value, this is a plug for Steven. Steven's got 3D-printed stuff for you to up your Gundam game. So if you want to check out his Patreon, all the links to his stuff is in the description. Cheers. Yeah. Um... So uh, yeah, what I wanted to show, um, okay, just real quick videos from the past week. That metal robot spirits T1 Hazel custom, loved that. I loved shooting the the photos for that. That was a lot of fun. Um, and then the Beniger Lynx Mark II custom. So this is going to tie into the mobile suit variants uh, because I had some of the the patrons we were talk or the Patrons we were talking in our support chat. Uh, supporter chat and he uh, Goose brought up, you know, what's your favorite variant? And I was like, that's actually a really good question because there's some cool ones out there and sometimes you'll discover something you didn't know existed and that's that Banajer Links Mark II custom. And then you know, uh, the Witch from Mercury trailer dropped this morning and I woke up and was like, "Hey, I can um, film a reaction of that real quick," um,
1: <laughs> and with no warning, mind you, it wasn't yeah. like this was—you know—we weren't counting down the days until no. a release trailer. It was just—I
0: was—I was so lucky. I had a light morning that, uh, and plus, this video—it's only three minutes long, nearly four. So it didn't. Luckily, with the way I had my process set up, it didn't take a long time. And you know what? Speaking of process. I didn't want to forget this is, you know, the 52 the 52nd uh, episode, which means I have released a podcast for an entire year, and that is crazy to think. Like, um, when I first did it, it was just pre recorded. And then I decided to do it live. And let me tell you, that upped the level of stress. Um, but it was fun because so many people are nice and fun to chat to. And then and then uh meeting Steven, um, has even further helped to make this so much fun. I mean, I've done a year. I plan to do many more years of this um, because this has been a wild ride, something I look forward to every day, every week. You know, there's, you know, the normal things you look forward to, like, you know, stuff you do with your family on the weekend, going out, you know, doing whatever. But to have like a hobby that I can have a community around and we can all just like chat. I've learned so much about building Gumpla. So this past year, it's just been amazing, totally. Um, yeah, it's really awesome. You you put together not
1: only an amazing show, but an amazing community.
0: Well, thanks, man. And, hey, you, you've been a big help part of that. It's always fun hanging out in our discords, um, <laughs> chatting with everybody. Um, yeah. But, yeah, so Witch for Mercury, let's talk about that just real quick. That wasn't really a main topic, but that had dropped. So, you know, one of the things um, – is not only was there a trailer that dropped that kind of gave some more information. By the way, the art and animation looks great. But there was a prologue that is at an anime convention, I believe. And it's not really officially made available to the public, but someone recorded it, uploaded it to YouTube. YouTube can make subtitles. And once it has, I guess the video's been in the system long enough, it has auto-subtitles, and then you can... um See, and I don't know how much of it has to do with the uploader because I have done it in the back end of my videos where it auto-creates up t- uh, subtitles. I download them and then upload them, and I know it s- sounds weird, and then say, you know, auto-translate to Japanese because I'll get requests yeah. about a video being in Japanese. So I don't know if someone did that with this video, but it's just the, the English isn't perfect, but you can get the gist of it yeah. um, I want to give you my synopsis real quick. You tell me what you think, Stephen. It seems like Gundams are known in this universe and they've caused some destruction. And so people are wary about Gundams, but it looks like either the technology of the Gundams and cybernetics happen to coexist in some way because there was a lot of like, almost like cyberpunk vibes with this, how you see people with cybernetics. So I wonder if there's a relation of people with cybernetics and people with Uh, with Gundams and if that is where like that special power that we see in a lot of uh, shows come up. um, uh, The funniest thing was seeing a baby in the Gundam shooting (laughs) a bunch of enemy mobile suits. What were your thoughts of that?
1: No, I mean, I think that that sounds uh, that that's a fair analysis and um, you know, it gives strong IBO vibes with that sort of um, with that sort of, integrated technology into the pilot oh. and things like that so you know maybe they saw the success of IBO and are kind of borrowing some themes there so okay. you know we'll see
0: yeah because I, I haven't seen IBO um in fact uh yeah because I'm working on double yeah let's uh yeah I want to see chat if anyone else um yeah Jedi Sailors saying the auto subtitles don't always translate well so it's not just me um, yeah. mad matt is saying that's why i'm stoked for witch mercury major armored core vibes on this one. Oh, that's a good call out yep. um let's see you know one other thing i wanted to do real quick yeah i wanted to t- talk about double o real quick i i'm on like episode 25 i think and i i really like double o a whole lot like it surpasses wing as like it's not even something that's like campy and fun it's yeah. like it seems to be seriously good except for one thing but i think they'll get to it and it's the whole i'm gundam like <laughs> that just sometimes comes up like they'll talk about something there'll be a silence and you'll go gundam <laughs> all the time <laughs> i love it actually
1: yeah yeah that's that's one of uh setsuna's charms right yeah
0: yeah that's true and so i can't wait to finish it i love the music i love the story because it, it, i seem to somehow grasp the story more than i did with wing and i like the idea it is different enough um
1: double o is definitely a refreshing departure from several of the other au series that i think you know, seed was a, a lot like trying to capture lightning in a bottle twice, right? They basically oh, yeah. were trying to recreate the original series, but for a newer, younger audience, it kind of fell flat. Um, you know, wing, like you said, they took a lot of different directions, changing, you know, the the colonies of the good guys versus the earth or the bad guys. Oh yeah. And um you know, there there were some things that came out of that. Obviously, Gundam teams are very popular. Oh, yeah. You know, very, very Power Rangers esque, which is, you get that influence in O as well. Yeah. They even seem to have color coded Gundams. Yeah. I noticed pilots. that too.
0: There's like, I would say in my mind, oh, the green one. Yep. The, the orange one. I will say something, though. Like, the mobile suits are pretty cool, but none of them are like a highlight. Like, I wouldn't go, oh, out of all. Double O has some of the coolest looking suits. I don't think any of them are really anything exceptional, except for the gold one that so far that guy showed up and then died, but yeah. that suit he had was sick. Um I have you ever seen a model kit of that? Uh, I can't say I personally have, but
1: oh, okay. um, you know, I'm sure that some some crafty modelers have made a custom out there. Yeah. Um but, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I agree with you that the mecha designs in Double O are, they lack sort of an iconic flair to them. You know, it's like it's like superhero suits, you know? You kind of look for that iconic Superman S on the chest, and you get that from from a lot of the UC designs. You get that from the yeah. wing designs, where they have, like, very ornate chest decorations that that really define the entire design of the, of the mobile suit. Some of the Gundams from other series, they're just a little over-rendered, I would say, is the proper artistic term for describing them. And so you kind of, they're not as memorable.
0: Yeah, it, that reminds me almost of like the Transformers movie designs, where it was just like busy, busy work, angles, lines, tubing. And there's a general silhouette, but... Uh, Yeah, it's weird about – and I think that's cool, though. I think it's cool that I discovered a Gundam that I really like the show, and I don't really care about the mobile suits. I find that to be very interesting. Um, Yeah. Let's see. Um, Okay, Robert is saying he's putting a YouTube link uh, for the Gundam Lefrith Lilith. I don't don't know how to say that. First battle. I guess that's the Gundam from the new show, and maybe that's uh, something they – Was that from the prologue? Yes. Um Oh, was it with the baby? <laughs> is, yeah. Is that what he's referring to? Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: So okay. um and I believe I that's supposed to be like a prototype version of the titular well not titular, but you know, the the main gundam, the aerial, aerial. gundam.
0: Yeah. And then Jedi uh Sayla is saying that she's surprised Lock has a green mobile suit but his Haro is orange. That's funny because I remember getting confused. I used to think uh Hallelujah or Hallelujah was in the dy- Dynamis, and then I thought Lock-On was in the Cheerios. Like, I got confused at first, and and then I figured it out later on, but, um, well, cool. All right. Oh, and did I say that all she, she has some good information, that there was a stage production of Double-O. Which is so cool. Like. Yeah, it reminds <laughs> me of the, uh, the Evil Dead the musical. I don't know if you guys yeah. saw that, that. I actually saw Evil Dead the musical where they like sprayed blood on us and stuff. It was uh, pretty cool. All right, <laughs> a good time. Um, I am going to move on here real quick. Alright. Which characters from the Principality of Zeon slash Republic of Zeon slash Neo Zeon um, there might be some others I'm missing, like remnants, but they're part of one or the other, uh, seemed like good characters despite being involved with an organization dropping gas in colonies. So... You know, and it's and the reason I had to qualify that it's like it's not it's not like the Earth Federation doesn't do bad things, and we can almost blame the Titans for some of the really bad things um but uh, I don't know, uh Stephen, is there anyone that you've thought of that uh is a goodie, or do you want to think of that for a second?
1: Well, like I said, you know i'm I'm a xeon guy, so uh oh yeah. You know, <laughs> It, it gassing and dropping colonies is uh, collateral damage for, for what the good guys are doing <laughs> but no in all seriousness um, there there are some standout pilots that you end up seeing um, throughout the war um, some that come to mind are like um, Yonam Kirks from Unicorn um, he was the one in the, in the Zaku sniper
0: in the uh, at the Battle of Torrington I don't remember that guy specific is he not is he is that just his name but he's not a main guy in it Exactly oh, I don't okay. even think you really
1: hear his name um okay. you know he's the one that has the relationship with uh the pilot of the Shamblow.
0: Oh yeah that's right Okay yeah. yes yes that's um, that's a good one
1: You know he's not a guy that you know you you generally associate with sort of kicking the puppy So to speak, Um, you know, he's just one of the guys that's kind of fighting for the Xeon remnants, that's fighting for Xeon independence, what have you. So, you know, he's one of those more honorable Xeon pilots. But I think you have some even better examples in your back pocket, right?
0: Yeah. You know, it's pretty good that you brought up like the Shamblo, because the pilot of that there's some of these pilots that have been brainwashed and and as I get to my next point, just to, to sound like I'm not breaking things up, people are saying I sound funny, which is uh, interesting. I mean, normally I sound funny anyway. I get that a lot. But I wonder what could be here. Uh, maybe you are a Gundam. Okay, so I just m- muted another possible... Oh, maybe I am a Gundam. <laughs> like what you did there. And I just muted something else just to see if... Uh, uh, Adam of Borg voice. <laughs> yeah, guys, let me know if that sounds better. Um, I just... Ah, all these audio things, I never know. But yeah. uh, Rawl was the main one. That's why I put that as the pick. But... Um, oh, I'm all good. Great. Thanks, guys. But, you know, the, the other thing is... Yeah, there's the brainwashing. So there's some people that can't help but be bad or do bad things. But then there's the... Um, uh, it, the whole thing about people loving Xeon, right? Like, I, I think we've talked about this when it comes to video games. Like, when you play a video game, you were using, uh, I think Skyrim as the example. How, like, you can go and do bad stuff if you want to. You could be a bad yeah. guy. But there's something about me where, I don't know, it's like, oh, I like to <laughs> pretend with the good guys. So, when I watch Gundam, I'm always cheering on the Earth Federation. Um... Yeah. But it it is it is interesting to see like when I got into Gundam how many people love the Zeon, love the Zaku's and I'm not saying I don't um, it's just kind of a scary uh, kind of love no I'm joking it's it's all fun <laughs> yeah, that's part of the imagination being able to root for a fictional bad guy just because it's cool and not real yeah um but yeah if not Rumba Raw uh, Banana Bob is saying Shar was a good person for a little while although not when we first meet him he reaches his peak in Zeta Gundam. But falls back down after that. Another answer would, of course, be Bernard Wiseman or the boys of the Living Dead division. So, Bernard is a good one. Yeah, Bernie's a great example. Yeah. um, Yeah, that's actually probably one of the best. I mean, along with that, and even the way Bernie talks about it to Al, also, about, you know, because Al's excited about being a pilot and Bernie's trying to explain to him, like, it's not what you think. But with Char, like, that. It's almost like he was cursed from birth. No matter what he tried to do, he was the son of the leader of this movement that changed the Earth sphere. And it's almost like his responsibility, whether that being righteous or not, he eventually had to fall into. And I think that's why he, he almost seemed like he was making himself purposely vulnerable to Amaro, um, yeah. especially in Shars counterattack. Sharing the, um, the uh psych, psycho frame arm or what was the thing called again? The T. Yeah, the
1: the the psycho frame technology. Okay. It was, I guess, the psych, psycho frame samples that they built into the cockpit of the um of the new Gundam.
0: Yeah, yeah, and it, it, it's that, and then the way he's kind of like talking with Amuro. You know, it, it's very interesting with Char. It's almost like yeah. he had no choice. I mean, at one
1: point, he even helps Amuro change a tire. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's crazy if you think about it. Um, especially, that's what's so cool about Zeta is seeing Sharon and Amuro um, being cool with each other. Yeah, that, that tire changing thing is an interesting one. Um, yeah. Uh, Jedi Sailor 79, same, Meneva Zabi makes sense. Bernie, Rambaral, Crowley, yep. uh, Haman, Marita Cruz. Who's going? Yeah. Char uh, had his good guy moments in Zeta, but he ended up uh, relapsing into supervillain. Yeah, exactly. Dazzle yeah, Zobby gets honorable I'm gonna, mention. i to throw something at you.
2: Yeah.
1: You're a Star Wars fan. Yeah. Did you watch Kenobi all the way through? I did. You did? So tell me, and this is a spoiler for anyone listening out there, you know. Do you maybe see some parallels between the character Reva from Kenobi and Char Aznable.
0: There are. Um, because it's like, I guess, from the, the perspective of working their way up within, hiding kind of their true identity in a way, but working their way up in the ranks to try to take out the person responsible for uh, where they are. Yeah, that's a pretty good one. Revenge
1: is a, is a dish, you know, best <laughs> served with fries. <laughs>
0: Or a mobile suit. Um, I think that's a good one. Um, <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, so Dozel uh, Zabi is a good one because I think it was more the origin, if I remember correctly, where they really flesh out his uh, fatherly I- instincts or uh, the way he is as a father because of his daughter, you know, Mineva. And so he, it's almost like he had a change of heart in terms of. What his real purpose was being out there, and he didn't want his uh, uh, servicemen to die um, right. when he was out there. So that's a pretty interesting one.
1: That is a good good pick.
0: And you know what? That's interesting because didn't um um the dad, daddy uh, Zobby, Why am I forgetting his name? He Degwin. Even, Degwin. Yeah. He even mm-hmm. seemed in a way like he had more of a heart than what. Zeon turned into because I think Giren tried to steer it into like his way you know I think Degwin
1: is a guy that died with a lot of
0: regrets yeah yeah that's a good way to put it yeah um let's see yeah and and then Jedi Sailor was saying exactly that in her comment so that's pretty cool um, SS, Mozeon, or Opposing Sides, and Gundam seem to be very realistic in that they aren't really evil for the most part. They just have their reasons. But anyway, Norris, Daryl Lorenz, Gatto, uh, Bernie Wiseman, Mashmere, Captain Zimmerman, and uh, Marita Cruz. All good ones. Yeah, Zimmerman's a great one.
1: Yeah. Uh, Gilboa, basically the whole crew of the Garantier. Yeah. I mean, they're that, all...
0: Excellent arc, especially uh, in contrast to the sleeves sort of party and it really kind of separates like people's ideologies, you know, in a way. Um and let's...
1: there's something to that um that arc that kind of, you know, rhymes with the experiences that Amuro had in the One Year War because what's interesting about Amuro is every time he encounters a Xeon pilot, particularly particularly an ace pilot outside of a mobile suit, they always have, you know, very cordial and civil you know, exchanges. They're not yeah. at, at each other's throat. They're just two people that happen to be on opposite sides. And I think you hear a lot about that, you know, in, say, the like, the American Civil War, where it's like, we're going to go have our battle, but mm. because we're neighbors and brothers, we're going to sit down and have a drink together after the battle's over. And, you know, That's so right. it, there's, very, there's very much like a code of conduct, like a code of honor among um, many of the Federation and Zeon pilots. Obviously, there's some Zeon pilots that don't have that, but I'd, I think that the vast majority of them do, at least the ones that Amuro deals with.
0: That's what it seems like. And, yeah, I guess it's the people, like, pulling the strings sometimes that maybe have the bad intentions. But, you know, what you said reminded me of, like, the World War One dogfighting or, you know, like the Red Baron, which I think that's the Red Comet actually some influences Fluence, I guess, came from that. Uh, yeah, and
1: yeah, for sure. Th-
0: when those pilots in World War One were dogfighting, that was a new thing at a, at a time. It was almost like a sport. They would shoot someone down, but they wouldn't like aim to like kill them. They would shoot their plane to where the plane had to go land, and then the enemy officer would go land and they would talk, and they would be like, "That was a good one." And then you know they'd go back off and just. It's almost like they're taking down the weapon without killing the person, being like, "Yep, yeah, we got you." I mean, isn't that the most civil way to fight? Like. <laughs> You're, like, it's fighting expensive. each other to destroy each other's weapons, but not people. <laughs> yeah. If that was real, that would be awesome. Um, let's see. Yeah, so um, uh, Lucas Garrett, Rumble Raw, his wife, uh, Norris Packard. Uh, yep. Yeah, all those, yeah, same ones, that Rumble Raw. Okay, John Candib said Oliver May from MS Igloo. What is really cool about MS Igloo is that whole crew that whole crew pretty much you watch it and you almost feel like you're with them um, there's even the scene where the colony drops and they're all like shocked that that's happening they're like uh what what, what are we doing and th- so that's if you guys haven't seen MS Igloo, that that's a good one especially if you like Xeon um and then Skyhook with almost sterner uh, and crew that's a good one too um from code fairy all those code yep. fairy characters are really cool actually um well cool um Okay, and Lucas Garrett is saying uh, Dozo was haunted by Operation British, so that is I must have missed that that might have been part of his uh, in um in origin. Maybe they talked about that
1: mm-hmm um, Jedi Sphela bringing up um you know the Christmas ceasefire during World War I.
0: Oh, yeah, that's right I mean, ah, that's sad, but <laughs> <laughs> um, all right uh. I am going to move on. Where was that? Yeah. Okay. So podcast question. Um, what is your favorite mobile suit variation? So Ian Hansen, my favorite mobile suit variant would have to be the Tequila Gundam. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> on that LOL. Little inside joke with the other supporters. I'd say that the new Gundam FF would have to be mine. I'm really just enjoying the super funnel and the subtle changes made uh, to the suit from the original. On the topic of variants, how would you modify the Mark II? Well, for that first one, that's actually a pretty good one when it comes to variants. I mean, because yeah. the new Gundam's cool, so um, yeah, that's a variant. Is the High New a variant of the New, or is that really just a whole new mobile suit?
1: I don't know. I mean, how would you? Because you know, you've got so many different versions of the New. Obviously, you've like the the double fin funnels. You've got the. The heavy weapon system. So, I guess that's like technically the full yeah. armor new Gundam. And then the mass in produced version. The mass produced one.
0: And when he says, like, how would you modify the Mark II? The one thing, the idea I like is something from like the Wing Zero or, um, I don't know, just the, I like binders when they're on a, a mobile suit. Like, I already like that the Mark II has the, uh, the, the way the backpack and the, The beam beam sabers sabers. work, yeah, Yeah, but on top of that, if there was like some sort of binder system, that would look sick. Kind of like the Rick DS or something like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, Rogue Nude type, I'd have to say my favorite Gundam type variant is the RX-79 BD-1 Blue Destiny Unit 1. It doesn't have a Gundam head unit, but it's a Gundam in all respects. I love the color, design, weapon loadout, uh, and dangerous exam system. Um, And you know what? I actually have that uh, right here. Uh, I wonder how good this camera will do. Uh, this is actually a G frame, and I I've, I've had fun detailing it. I just love using the chrome marker and putting the chrome all over the place. But yeah, that's a good one. Looks good. Uh, G Norwood, I'm going to play devil's advocate. All five original Gundams from Gundam Wing. Technically, they are all variants from Wing Zero. Although Zero was never finished, the five scientists uh, split the plans up. Zero and built their own versions of Zero, which would make the five original Gundams variants. Well, that's pretty insightful, so, uh, yeah, that's that's a good one. Yeah,
1: what he said was true from a certain point of view.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> mine is, and I have the video, it's that Benazir Link's Mark II. Love it. Which it's is Steven. very sweet. What, what about you? Rebabu? <laughs>
1: Well, so I'm (laughs) going to throw a curveball at you, because, you know, most people would say, like, oh, it's got to be a Bawu, it's got to be something Zeta-related. Yeah. Um, Now, you know what I think my favorite variant is, and this is kind of really just from a looks and, you know, rule of cool factor, is the marine-type variant of the Gazam from uh, Advance of Zeta, which is so cool looking it's like basically if the high gog from 0080 and the Gazam kind of got together and you took parts from each of them and put them together so it really it's a transforming mobile armor operates underwater it's pretty freaking sweet looking
0: that's yeah i think you showed me that earlier that's actually a good one Uh, I, i like those obscure ones and where did you say that was from again
1: Uh, It was from an Advance of Zeta manga, and uh, so honestly, I don't know much about the lore of it. Yeah, I do know that there are two different models. One of them has like a traditional Zegok style head, and the other one has almost like, if you remember the Opsilus, the way that it had kind of like a Zaku head just plugged into the middle of it. There's one that kind of has like the old school style Zaku head plugged into the middle of it. Um, but both of them look identical. Other than that, they both have like these massive wing binder. Well, I guess technically they're like fin binders because it's operating underwater. Um, and they have the multi hinged arms of the high gog. So
0: yeah, that's very
1: cool. cool Mobile suits. I I, I highly recommend checking those out.
0: Yeah, that's a good one. And that reminds me, I don't have a high gog in either robot spirits or gumpla form. I, I'm, I've been trying to get the obscure ones that were kind of introduced in the original, um, yeah, yeah, um, let's see. Um, from Neon Wave, not sure if each armor of the core Gundam count as variants. If they do, they'd be my faves. But if we're talking about UC, Gelgoog Jaeger, or Jaeger, I should say. Yeah, that's a good one. That's from 0080? I,
1: uh, I think it's in both 80 and 83. 83,
0: okay. Oh, okay. So yeah, I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, a- and then um, the core Gundam, yeah, that's pretty cool because, yeah, the core Gundam, I guess it's part of the – Build Divers or something series, I forget, but Mm -hmm. it's like a out-of-universe, like, little Gundam, and then you have all the things you can add onto it. Those are actually pretty cool.
1: Now, a buddy of mine actually did a very cool Gunpla challenge, which I think might be something fun for you and I to do. Okay. The Core Gundam challenge, which is, you take a Core Gundam, which, you know, they're basically, like, miniature Gundams that have parts that connect to them and, you know, make them a bigger Gundam. Yeah. Well, what he did... Was he took a Core Gundam and then he took a High Grade Wing Gundam, and he made a Core Wing Gundam that basically it's like a tiny Gundam that equips parts of the Wing Zero and becomes the full Wing Gundam.
0: Okay, yeah, that's something I'd be interested in. If you can get a pic of that, let me know, cause I'd love to. I'd love to see how we went about that. Um, yeah, cause I'd I'd like to do something like that. That's a good one. Um, yeah. Let's see. Lucas Garrett is saying his favorite variant is the all-white RX-90 Gundam. That was the precursor to the RX-93. It was only seen in a book, never given a manga or anime introduction. I just love the design to it. Very sleek. That's that's cool. I'll have to look that up. Um, Yeah. yeah, Neon Wave. uh, Jaeger is from 0080. My Xeon homeboy Shin Matsunaga has his own custom. Very cool. Oh, Robert saying call, called in waiting. I will probably, if I do take calls, it will probably be at the end just to keep the flow going here. Um, And then Lucas, gonna build divers, re-rise, Adam, check it out. Okay, you can thank me later. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait to get to those, but I've heard, like, watching, like, Seed first, Um, kind of, there's some stuff from Seed in the build series or something.
1: Yeah, yeah, I mean, so much of the build series kind of are winks and nods to tropes and gimmicks that you've seen in previous Gundam series so you'd be doing yourself a disservice by skipping you know wow. the in-universe Gundam stuff and going straight to build um, okay. but there are some really really sweet designs in build <clears throat>
0: <clears throat> well cool yeah I can't wait um well awesome then you know thanks to the supporters yeah I do a thing for the patreon supporters where they have a uh, like they can bring up questions and then answer them and I obviously read them on the podcast um so moving on the gbo2 just some quick news they've got the delta gundam now is the hyakushiki in this Or has it not been in this yet because i know we have that mass production version there's a zero shiki have we ever yeah, seen is that the, GBO2? the hiyaku
1: Shiki's in there okay. it's um i, I want to have... say it's a raid unit um okay. i have one I, oh. I, I pulled it recently, but I haven't played with it yet. I'm garbage at GBO 2 so... <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's it's one of those games that you have to you have to, like, it's almost like you have to develop the muscle memory because yeah, the actions sure. are so deliberate, and then some people know how to take advantage of that. Um, you know, the Delta Gundam is cool, but there's what we'll do before the next topic. I wanted to dive into the, the, the Delta Gundam, because... Check this out. The Delta Gundam was a mobile suit design which was never constructed. Okay, it was never constructed, but it's in GBO two. I mean, I know everyone has new Gundams in GBO two, so obviously they don't follow <laughs> canon. But I kind of liked how GBO two kind of has that PMU. You're part of this like private military uh, organization. That that's how you have these mobile suits. so You go out and fight. So sometimes some of the mobile suits they have on there d- doesn't make sense. Right. You know, so so it's cool just to be able to take him out in action. Because if any game is closest representation of piloting a mobile suit, I would say right now it's GBO two, because it is a little slower paced, um, yeah, than others. So th- this is the one though that, based on the the Delta Gundam design, that's what gave us the Hiyakushiki. So that's something interesting to know. I think one thing is like it has more ang- This one has more angular shoulders than the actual. Yakushiki. There's a little bit of design changes, but not a lot.
1: No, no. They basically kind of called it quits halfway through. They were like, oh, we, we've got a second Zeta Gundam on our hands, but it's too complicated to make it transform, so let's just strip that
0: out and uh,
1: <laughs> call okay, it Okay, so
0: yes, I think you brought that up to me before. Is Was this the one that was supposed to transform, and they scrapped it?
1: Yeah, so uh-huh. it does have a Wave Rider mode, which I'm in, I'm interested to see if it has a wave rider mode in GBO2. I, I assume it does.
0: Oh, in GBO2. Yeah, good call. Because that, that looks sick. I love ship designs, and that's that's a pretty cool one. Um, yeah. Let's see. Developed into the Yakushiki and the Megashiki. I can't say i ever heard of that. What does that look like? Oh, that looks sick. That looks like a Sentinel design. Oh, but Build Fighters. Okay. Yeah, I was going to say that's a... But maybe it does. Okay. Um, <laughs> Technically... <laughs> And then the variance of this is the Delta Gundam 2 and the Delta Plus. Yeah. That looks sick. Our boy Ritty. It was, the unit was intended to be piloted by Quattro, and it's red. See, that's that's sick right there. And then yeah. the other one's the Delta Plus. Yeah, familiar with this one. Yeah, you brought up Riddy from Unicorn. So that's cool to see that kind of development flow. Um.
1: I love tech trees
0: and yeah, like... I do too. I do too. I yeah, I love looking at that. It's weird. I do that with music also. Like if I'm into music, I'm like, hmm, what where did the genre come from? And then how did who started this sound? You know, it's, it's a weird <laughs> rabbit hole. Um, so some other things about it. Um, oh yeah, we saw that was as the basis for the Delta Plus. Um sixty millimeter Vulcan gun, beam rifle, shield, beam saver. It, Anti-beam reflector coating. Yeah, it seems to have kind of the basic stuff to this. So um, I guess the main thing, the main takeaway from this mobile suit that's now in GBO2 is the fact that it wasn't really used ever. Um, right. So it's just part of the, at least it's a way for us to get more familiar with some of the design elements that went into later mobile suits that we know of. So anyway, that's always fun. Um, and
1: Xeonic Shadow's in chat and says that ooh. it does, in fact, uh, transform in GBO2. So. Ah,
0: thanks, Xeonic Shadow. Good to see you. Yeah, if anyone knows, it's him. So that's yeah. that's pretty cool. Maybe I'll check that out. Although, lately, I have been not doing any of the, the banners or any of the spins because I'm waiting. I don't know what I'm waiting for. I just want a hazel. And there's two of them. And I, and I did all the free mobile suits this past week. And there was like, you know, you could get two on some of the days. Nothing. Nothing, but oh well. Um, Brutal. Let's see. Uh, I think that's it for this. Yeah, not too, like I said, not too much about this one, but this is the development timeline that takes us to the Yakushiki and everything. You know, uh, we were just talking about G- gbo 2 so just a game thing here real quick. Um, so that G-Generation game series, you know, it's the strategy, turn-based strategy games that have been around for a while. Uh, there's a new one coming out that they've announced for mobile. They even have um, a lot of information about it. But the one thing everyone's always going to be thinking about when it comes to a new Gundam game on mobile, especially a a G-Generation one, is what is the monetization going to be like? And so they actually addressed this. um, Let's see. um, uh, It's somewhere around... Yeah, so... uh, Where did they... There was some place they said something like, this is a sensitive subject that we have to bring up anyway. That might have been another text. But basically how it works is, um, yeah, I wonder if they, they must have changed the text here. Because they did say something different before. And I think I have it in the Discord. Because <laughs> they were kind of saying like most people are, you know, will always question the gacha aspect of this. Um Yeah. But uh, with it, you will get the following, early access to units, units already upgraded to a high grade, units that already have skills, a chance to get units with uh, eternal arms. So basically what this is showing us is all the units will be available without paying or, yeah, without dumping money into the system to randomly get it. Right. So you could potentially still get them, that kind of works like GBO2, and it's just that when you get one that is in the gasha, it might be upgraded or it might be a specific, uh, I guess, have specific stats to it. So uh, I, I'd, I'd like to see that in practice, you know, when we go in and actually play the game. But I have high hopes. Uh, yeah, um, I
1: mean, it would it would actually be kind of neat if uh, if GBO2 did something similar where you know, there was two different kinds of tokens. Like you got the free tokens from from playing and then you've got like a paid token and the paid tokens have a higher chance of giving you like a three, four star suit. Whereas Mm. the free tokens maybe, you know, I don't want to say that they only give you one and two star suits, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Just to give people a little more bang for their buck, if you're going to make a freemium model, maybe add a little more to the emium side of it, right?
0: Yeah, (laughs) that's a good way to put it. I, and and it's cool because they are, as they're developing this, they, they even said that they're keeping all territories in mind. And what that makes me believe is, you know, out of Japan is where that kind of gotcha mm-hmm. thing comes from and people are fine with it. And maybe they will adjust it overall so it's more appealing to a general audience because I wonder how much of a barrier that type of reward system is for Westerners because you don't really see that. That much in Western-developed games, Um, it's more of just the general, like, you need to buy more of this so then you can purchase this so then you can win this. (laughs) Whereas (laughs) in the gotcha, it's more of if you're paying, it's in hopes of getting something.
1: Yeah, I think that there's definitely a difference in culture where, you know, Western audiences definitely expect to get something when they're putting money into something, mm-hmm. but the, the Eastern audiences tend to find the gamification. There's almost like that lottery yeah. gambling aspect yeah, of it. Yeah,
0: that's the game itself. Exactly. Yeah, Um. and then uh, Neon Wave is saying, or better yet, just sell each MS individually at a fixed price each, which like, I feel like that is an aspect that needs to be explored even in GBO2 if you just look at the model used with Fortnite. All these skins come out. You know, the difference, though, with, like, GBO2 and potentially this is that it, it, it affects the gameplay because you could get a suit that has certain gameplay elements to it. Whereas in Fortnite, when you unlock a skin, it's not like a gameplay element. So that's another thing that's interesting, how there's sometimes you're getting gameplay elements or sometimes you might be restricted from gameplay elements if you're not paying, uh, you know, so now- it's...
1: To, to play Devil's Advocate, you know, say you do unlock a Double Zeta in GBO 2 you're still only going to be able to use it in 600-point matches. So, like, yeah. you know, the benefit of the whole pay-to-win aspect is tempered by the limitations of the game itself. It's not the same as there's there's other games out there that are pay-to-win where you can get gameplay benefits and you're playing against players who don't have them.
0: Yeah, yeah, that, that that is true, and that's the thing about GBO two is you can generally then find a suit that can. I mean, if you think about the rock paper scissors aspect, you can get a suit and be effective with it. Um, yeah, so that's cool. Uh, excited about that. I don't know if they even have a release date for this yet. Um, it's I have seen one. Yeah, it's just cool that they are this communicative about. I mean, just the Gundam games in general lately have been, you know, super... Uh, they've been transparent about everything. Um, okay. Um, you know what? That is for that. Let me check something over here real quick. Um, okay, so the other thing I meant to show off real quick is, you know, I showed that Blue Destiny a second ago that... Yeah. And I was actually hoping to be a little clearer on this... Uh, this camera. I mean, for people want. Oh, you see, it's it's tempting to do the focus. Um, you know, I was please, just please focus. Trying to show the details, but there's also where is it? This one. that I did the same thing with. I put silver wherever I could. Silver and gold up on the uh the beam sabers. I just love the chrome and gold marker. Uh, I oh, mean, I'm yeah. just putting it wherever I can. I, and I think for people that want to up their. Gumpla game, that's like the next thing to do, just add the chrome details because it stands out. Like I went back to my uh, Origin RX-78-2, um, and I added like uh, the shoulder guns uh, the where the elbows are. I added gold, uh, you know, the joints. Um, even on the, the gun itself, I added a little bit of the chrome um, on the back there. On, on the... Uh, and you've got the
1: budget-friendly option. It? You can just go for the the metallic Sharpie and get...
0: Let me ask you, does that work well? I I was curious about that. I I haven't had any
1: complaints. Um, And I would say that the added benefit of doing that is you can go for some of the colored metallic Sharpies. Um,
0: Oh, that's a good idea
1: the zazabi that I have rather than using the metallic mono eye sticker I hit it with the metallic green sharpie which oh. gives you the same effect but it's you know painted on as opposed to being a flimsy sticker Dude you can do some cool stuff with some metallic sharpies
0: Okay because I saw when I was looking to buy the Gundam marker EX they're kind of hard to come by and they're kind of expensive if you think about the price for what you get and then I saw those sharpies but I wasn't sure but if you were given the go ahead I, I need to do that. I need to pick them up. Uh, I like the idea of, yeah, painting those shiny parts that usually with the decals, the stickers, um, being able to color that in is, is a really good idea.
1: Yeah. Now, I will say you won't get as fine of a tip. So, mm. you know, there's there's the kind of trade-off there. It's like you're really not going to be able to get, if there's like a tiny rivet or bolt that you're oh, trying I to stick inside of a spot, you're probably not going to be able to get it without some overspill. Hey, but. And-
0: And with the Sharpies, if you make a mistake, is it easy to clean with just some isopropic alcohol or lighter fluid? Yeah, just a
1: little alcohol on a Q-tip, and you can wipe it right off.
0: Okay, that's good to know. Um, Okay, so Brandon Hayes, good to see you. He's saying, any thoughts on the Witch for Mercury trailer that just dropped? I got mixed feelings. It's not as feminine as I thought it would be, but not groundbreaking either. Yeah, we talked about that a little earlier, and just to say it again real quick, or did I even give my opinion on what I thought? I think I just explained what I saw, but um, yeah,
1: you gave you gave a synopsis, but you didn't give a uh, a uh, reaction, so to speak.
0: Yeah, I I think it looks cool, and I, I just after watching as much Double O as I have, and like really being impressed with it, I don't know for some reason I'm like totally excited to see this because I do like the cybernetic stuff because I like the stuff that reminded me of like Cyberpunk or Blade Runner. Or like 80s yep. Japanese anime, uh, in a way, it was really weird. With um, let's see, what uh, t- 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 the designs of the mobile suits were really cool. I, yeah, I guess there's not too much except that prologue kind of gave a little more information that I thought was interesting. I, I gotta say, it looks cool. I have nothing negative, um, or other than that one like. Uh, monowide, domed head-looking uh, mobile suit that could be a grunt. I didn't see any other grunt-likes. Did you happen to see anything that looked like that?
1: No, it's really just okay. that one big, chunky one. that, yeah. it, And it, it does have, like, an ace variant with it. Um, ah. But I really do dig those, like... I guess they were funnels, but they were, like, funnel mines, almost. Like, they... They eject from the backpack like a funnel, but then they latch onto the enemy mobile suit and then oh, yeah. explode. That's a unique twist.
0: Yeah, I thought that was cool because even looking at the, I think either the model kit or the action figure that they have, they're showing more details. It seems like the shield can come apart and be put on or modified in some way. So it seems like yeah. there's some built-in gimmicks with the weaponry that I think is pretty cool. That, yeah, not only is part of the show, but even the... Now, Monkey. I was
1: really disappointed because I saw some gimmicks with the with the aerial Gundam kit that I thought were a throwback to my childhood. Um, you saw how there was like the breastplate parts that it has like kind of option parts yeah. where you can put in those kind of neon glow like tech yeah. designs like because it starts to glow in the in the show. I thought that we were going to get a resurgence of the old rub sign technology from the Transformers toys back in the day. Do you remember those?
0: Yeah, in I think I rem- remember most of that from another toy line. And I forget what it's called. Were there like these little monsters and they had the hologram thing on their chest?
1: Yeah, and it was like you, you have to rub them in order yeah. to get the, the logo to show up. They're basically like little mood rings. but Okay. So, okay. of course, as soon as I saw that on that kit... I got on Amazon, and it turns out that there is thermoreactive paint out there. So, of course, my <laughs> <laughs> mad scientist butt is going to buy some and maybe make a, uh, a heat-reactive Gundam Custom. <laughs> so if you've got any ideas for what, what would make a cool...
0: Hmm. That would be cool. And, and with the heat reactiveness, is it like different... Can you choose like the colors that it its base and what it can turn into, or
1: so it just starts as black and then goes you know all the way through the rainbow. So like the hotter it gets, oh wow, you know it'll go from like all it'll go from like a deep blue to like a bright red.
0: Huh, that's actually pretty cool. That would be a cool way to like, especially if it was already like a black mobile suit or shield, like a way to kind of like make battle damage look like it's appearing or something. Yeah.
1: Um, Leave it out in the sun for a while, and then yeah. it starts glowing red.
0: Um, let's see. Um, classic quarter gameplays. I use the Sharpie for the outlines for guidelines. Then I paint in details with airbrush and model paints or acrylic touch-ups with battle damage. But been busy, still got to see of Mercury yet. Still get, didn't get to see it. Um, okay, that's a good tip with the um, guidelines uh, with the Sharpie. You know, I'm going to have to check that out. Um,
1: and, yeah, Jedi Sailor took the words out of my mouth with uh, Moon Gundam. Big Moon Gundam vibes.
0: Moon Ring Gundam. That's pretty good. Um, let's see. Lucas Garrett Perfect, uh, a Barbados-type Gundam suit from the Clamity Wars would be good for that idea.
1: Hmm. Um, I'm picking up what you're putting down.
0: Oh, imagine they did that for Exam or Hades suits. You know, that's a good idea because the... um. I don't know where I put it, but the yeah the blue uh, destiny I came with it, it came with a separate head with the red on it for the right. um, exam system. I think that's the one that's exam. Hades is the Toadstrider or or, or Toadstrider. Which uh, one? Pale Rider. Oh, Pale
1: Rider. I mean the the, the Toadstrider has it as well, but oh, yeah, okay. the Pale Rider. Cool.
0: Thank you. Um. Okay. Cool. Well. Um. You know what? I think that. Just about does it. You know what? If someone wants to jump in the chat, uh, the, uh, the call and waiting room. Oh, yep. We've got – okay, so, yeah, Stephen, I don't know if you want to jump in there real quick because I'll pull in Robert.
2: Yeah, real quick, I would.
0: All right, let me pull you in there, and then I always have to mute you. Um, okay, Robert, I'm going to pull you in. Get ready. Hey, guys. What's up, man? Ah, see, we can hear you. Fantastic. Yeah. I'm actually
2: on my PC unit now.
0: I I don't know if the... Oh, no, I think everyone can hear you. Oh, you said you're on your PC? Yeah.
2: Yeah. I'm using my webcam for audio.
0: Okay,
1: good. Well, that's good quality, Ah, so... Good move. How you doing, buddy?
2: Been doing great ever since my birthday celebration with you guys. Thank yeah, you that, so much.
0: That was cool. I um I, yeah, I really liked how that turned out. How we were just all kind of hanging out and having breakfast. Yeah, that was uh, that was yes. a good time. Did you have a good rest of the day?
2: Pretty much, yeah. I did. Okay. Now yeah. what I was actually wanting to talk to you guys about, yeah. I don't know if you saw my comment in the chat, my last one. It was just before uh, uh, gooses, um, yeah, what's the spoilers up? Spoilers, folks. So basically, I was able to see multiple videos that were huh? put out of which from Mercury. Uh-huh. I was able to see how Soletta looked as a little kid, and it's not just her own powers it's her family's powers
0: Mm. was that in the prologue animation that came out yeah um, okay
2: the video i posted um, the link to was by gundam boy
0: okay but you're saying so the family it seems like there's these powers which could be the that new type trope but used in this that's why they're calling them witches maybe it's a family that has these powers and maybe that's how they're able to operate the gundam Uh, yeah pretty much yeah that'll be pretty interesting i'm 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 really curious to be just seeing her as a baby i say baby toddler kid you know shoot four <laughs> years old oh four okay thank you uh, Thank you for having that information. That seemed really cool. And so, yeah, I'm wondering what the ramifications are, because that's probably going to set up that character's backstory for what happens mm-hmm. in the future. Yeah.
2: Yes, it does.
0: Well, cool, man. Uh, yeah, anything else?
2: Um, I'm wondering what you guys think of the trailer for the Aerial Gundam uh, Gunplug
0: looks cool Uh, seeing the gimmicks how it works the shield and all that like at first the design didn't really catch my eye but over time um and and while i haven't watched ibo it reminds me of ibo um with some of the ibo suits i've seen steven what what are your thoughts on that
1: yeah i mean i got big time ibo vibes just from that preview animation it reminded me of the old barbados (laughs) commercials that they used to air like over and over and over on gundam info but no. uh I got to say looking at all the designs uh Ghoul's mobile suit is the one that strikes me the big the big chonker
0: Is that the one wow. with the uh the hair thing going on?
1: Or is I that think a different it guy? Just has um, like a
0: a command spike, doesn't it? Okay. Okay, yeah, that one's cool. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, that one's cool. Okay. Yeah, that's that's true that they have um, they have slim designed and, and chonky designed. Uh, mobile suits. Uh, yeah, it reminds me of when that Virtue armor comes off and you see that it's like a skinnier oh. than the hell. or I don't know. There's some... Nod leg. Nod leg. There you go. Well, cool, Robert. Um, yeah, thanks for uh, calling in. Yeah, and one last thing. Yeah.
2: Those Gundams said uh, that they're putting out in uh, form for which from Mercury. They are going to
0: be OP. Yeah? You think so? Yeah, for sure. The
3: shield itself. It's
2: not just the shield. It's a pack. It is multiple weapons.
0: Yeah, and I like that because, again, it's not only a gimmick for the toys, the action figures, sorry, uh, but also um, uh, for, like, the show, just kind of cool weaponry.
2: Mm -hmm. All
0: right, well, thanks, Robert. I'll, uh, I'll talk to you later. All right, I am going to bring in, hey, Goose uh, and Neon Waves in there. I'm going to bring in Goose since I saw that you were in there. I see that you're muted, Goose, so
3: I'm here. what's Sorry, up, man? What's up to brother? How's it going? Doing all right. How about you, Steven?
0: Doing well, doing well.
1: Good to hear from you.
3: Oh, it's good to hear from you guys. Um, I did step away, so hopefully I didn't uh, miss this. Um, did you guys notice that the uh, Gundam Eternal is going to have PvP?
0: Oh, I I must have overlooked that, but that's actually pretty awesome.
3: Dude. There is a dev video that came out um, shortly afterwards. I tried to throw it in the text while you guys were talking about it. Yeah. They said that you will have to pay for some. Well, you won't have to pay for suits, but to get them like fully maxed out, the easiest way to do it is to um to pay is to pay because there's <laughs> right. going to be legendary weapons. And they said okay. once you max out a suit, you'll get the cutscenes of them uh battling.
2: Oh. Um,
3: but they also announced that they are going to add PvP to it. So I didn't so know what you guys thought to about win, that. It's I, pay hey, for cutscenes. This... <laughs> well,
0: yeah, that's true. <laughs> one, the collector in me is then thinking, I need to unlock all these cutscenes. But the PvP Same. school, Steven or Goose, has there been any other previous generation, SD generation game, that had like uh, multiplayer combat versus? Not to my knowledge. I don't think hmm. so. Okay. So this is cool then. This is cool that they're adding that in. And I got to say,
1: even the preview images that they've shown of the game, you know, the UI looks like massive improvements over Genesis and CrossRays.
0: Yeah, that's, that's the other thing. It's not like they're just porting or slapping a port over to mobile. It's like they've really reconfigured it while retaining that look. You know, even that Super Robot Wars 30 that came out, which I think is the same developer, um, looks really good, and I'm seeing some of that in um, yeah, the, the mobile screenshots. Although I'm trying to find some good ones to share those, but anyway, if I do find some I'll throw them in the Discord.
3: So does this sell you more on wanting to play this on mobile now?
0: Well, yeah. I mean, all they had to do is tell me that there's the strategy game on mobile and of Gundam, and that got me. <laughs> but oh. knowing that there's all these other uh, options with it too, I, I think they'll get more people to play. Um, especially because as the multiplayer,
3: um, yeah, they also uh, yeah. Go ahead. Made the other comment was um, you know how when you get further in a uh, a campaign, they get to
0: be about an hour long. Oh yeah, yeah. They
3: said that the campaign missions are going to be about fifteen to twenty minutes long.
0: Oh, Okay, that's good. So they're going to keep them short. I guess minding people that are, I mean, using a mobile phone for that purpose for quick gameplay.
1: Um, I mean, I'm sure that won't stop people from grinding yeah. for hours on end.
0: Uh, oh, you know, I don't know if mobile games do this anymore, but I remember there's a time where, like, you get to a point where you can't play anymore, and it would say, like, come back. Like, I hope yeah, it doesn't. like you have, like, tickets. It's yeah. like, oh, you
1: can only play if you've got, like, so many tickets. Would you like to buy more?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I hope well, it doesn't do that.
3: going back to that, I think they also said, I'm trying to remember everything they said in the Dead, you know, uh, off the top of my head, but I know they did say that harder missions, and special event missions, um, you will only be able to do them a set amount of times unless you mm. pay more to do. It. But they said the mm. actual regular missions, you can go back and play them.
0: Oh, okay. Well, cool. That that's good then. That gives you an option. Uh, hopefully, you can still grind that way, but just uh, do some battling. Well, well, yeah. Well, thanks, Goose. Yeah, I uh, I am actually looking for. It. Wait, have you happened to hear uh, a release date for this?
3: No, they hadn't said a release date yet. Okay. They said this was the first dev video. They said they'd have another one released within a couple weeks to a month.
0: So what are you thinking? Would this game come out before the end of the year? What do you guys think?
3: Uh, I'm thinking middle of next year.
1: Middle of next year. Yeah, hmm. probably Q2.
0: Okay. Well, cool. Well, uh, yeah, thanks a lot, Goose. Uh, thanks for chatting. I'm sure we're going to chat again soon.
3: All right. I'll let you guys later.
0: All right. See you. All right, well, that's Bye. cool. I'm going to bring in uh, Neon Wave. Hey, what's going on, Neon Wave?
4: Hey, how's it going?
0: It is going. So what's up, man?
4: Uh, yeah. Uh, what's going on? Uh, Well, just wanted to actually give my own thoughts about uh, when we were talking about uh, Zeon. Earlier. Okay. Yeah, so basically, like, uh, the whole talk about, like, uh, good versus evil in uh, Gundam. Mm-hmm. Usually it tends to be more black. It's not black and white, and that's usually a realistic a depiction of war, because yeah. in war it's never really good versus evil. The only real evil ones, at least uh, as a gun- as the original Gundam has shown, it's those at the higher ups. So in the case of uh, 0079, it was, of course, the the, the Zabi family.
0: Yeah, especially Giren.
4: Yeah, especially him. And the thing is, it's actually reflective of World War Two because most of the people who were fighting, they just fought for what they believed in. What they believed in is what they were told. And yeah. the, what they're told is what the higher-ups want them to believe. Again, that's what happened in World War Two, And, yeah, and that's a whole other discussion that...
0: Uh, yeah, because uh, who knows if that's currently going on with the people in the United States? <laughs> you know, we're like... Hey, go US. <laughs> oh,
1: easy. This isn't that kind of podcast. <laughs> no, it's no enough, but it's but crazy because
0: there was like this news article that went out. I, I I try not to pay attention to politics too much anymore because it can be straining on the mind mentally. But there was a guy that was saying, um, "Oh, that's weird. It's like I lost uh, Stephen for a second. That's oh. no, you're still here. The NDI and Skype is messing up. Sorry about that. But anyway, um. No, there was a guy saying – I guess they were talking about that someone could attempt a coup in another country, and he was saying, oh, they're stupid because coups are easy to do. And it's like, what? <laughs> it's like, why it – was, it was, yeah, one of the decision makers in the upper ranks of the American political system that's like, oh, yeah, they're easy to do.
4: And it's hey, like oh, – examples. Example? Yeah, I
1: participated <laughs> in several of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
4: If it didn't work for the Soviet Union back then, it didn't work for uh, – it's not going to work uh, today. But no, but going back to the whole Gundam thing, most of the time it is usually showing that people on both sides are usually decent human beings because that's, that's how the majority of humans are. We're, yeah. we're all Most of us are decent people, but it's just that they're fighting for what they believe in, and what they believe in is what they're told, and the things they're told is what their higher-ups want them to hear. And that's what happens. And when it comes to other shows of Gundam, uh, the ones that are good versus evil, let's ignore them because they're poorly written and uh, they're self-explanatory right there. Although <laughs> I could uh, give my thoughts on age in a minute. But I also want to talk about uh, how there's one that showed how both sides are quote-unquote evil, and that's Gundam Seed.
2: Mm. Okay,
4: normally, well, cool. Can't like, wait to dive into, into that more... one. Yeah, no, because normally war is a battle of ideologies or a battle of resources. When it came to Gundam Seed, it was more of a battle of hate. Because mm. uh, for those you've seen Seed, right?
0: No, that's actually one I can't wait to get to after I yeah, finish Double on the watch
4: list. Okay, so I guess I will not uh, delve too much because that would be spoilers. <laughs> okay. No,
1: <laughs> I, I know what you're talking about, Neon, and I, I agree with you. I think that it's um, it was a fantastic theme that i think was probably clumsily handled
4: mm. uh, yeah that normally does happen in gundam seed destiny is a whole other can of worms again going uh i'll be going into gundam age but uh no but basically like in the case of gundam seed it is a battle of hate and well i can't say more because i'm gonna spoil things yeah.
0: <laughs> well yeah then <laughs> i can't wait to to check that out actually
4: yeah, it's also not the first anime to not first Gundam's anime to uh, tackle such a theme of hatred. There was also uh, Turn A Gundam.
0: Oh, cool. Another one I need to watch.
4: Yeah, Turn a is although fantastic. it's not as on the nose as in Seed. Okay. That's not really a spoiler. That's just you're, you'll see yeah. in the very first episode. As for, uh, but as for the other ones where it was a battle of good versus evil, uh, have you seen Age? Which one? Gundam Age?
0: No. I haven't seen that.
4: Again, I can't really spoil that one either. God <laughs> damn it.
0: Uh, well, yeah, yeah I'll, I'll get to these all eventually.
4: Yeah, I don't want to spoil that. That'll, that'll
1: be like a podcast episode uh, 152 where we cover, you know, <laughs> <laughs> baddies of age. Um, wow.
0: Well, cool. Uh, okay, well, cool, man. Um, yeah, anything yeah, else, Neon Wave? The,
4: no, I just wanted to go on that because normally, because uh, the best kind of stories where it's a fight of, quote-unquote, good versus evil, there's always going to be shades of gray. That's yeah. how you know it's it's well-written. Because when it's something is always good versus evil, it's never re- well-written. Cough, cough, gun to see destiny. Cough, cough, gun to mage. Cough, cough. But, yeah.
0: Yeah, I agree. A lot of the storytelling I'm into, especially, like, Star Wars... You know, it's when they deal with those themes because it's like you want to be invested in a character. And if someone's like completely evil, like Quest, you're just not going to like them. And <laughs> and then you're just going to like not want to watch Shars counterattack because you have to deal with Quest.
4: <laughs> I would argue that Quest, it, well, she is evil because she did uh, certain things, but some would argue that she was just being manipulated or she just had no idea what the heck she was doing because she was only a 13 year old kid. Oh, yeah. Except being
0: raised guy. in the family she was in, obviously having a lot of. um. Whatever she wants, entitlement,
4: yeah. entitlement, but also uh, a few other issues. You know, like her dad being, uh, you know, a yeah. cheating bastard. Spoilers for those who haven't seen Char's counterattack.
0: Yeah, no, that's a good one. But uh, well, thanks, Neon Wave. I appreciate it, man.
4: Actually, now that I think about it, she has more in common with Camille from Zeta than we thought uh, than I originally thought. Oh, interesting. No, uh, yeah. Now, yeah, if you've seen Zeta, well, have you seen Zeta?
0: The what? I'm sorry.
4: Have you seen Zeta?
0: Oh yeah, oh yeah, Zeta's yeah, the I mean, best.
4: Okay, so in this point, I can point it out. Uh, Camille's dad was also a cheating bastard.
0: Sorry, a little low. I, I didn't yeah. hear that. I had some it, background noise. Was, was a that? cheating Not, bastard? Uh, something it, I, about I, Margarita. <laughs> oh yeah, Camille's dad. Yep. Yeah. 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 Well, cool. Well, cool, man. Thanks yeah. for calling in. You're, you always have insightful stuff to share. So.
4: Yep. All right, man. I'll Usually. talk to you later. So, yep.
0: All right, cool. Yeah, that yeah, that was some good things to bring up. Um and then when I was looking in um that like Mad Mad is saying, uh, see that's what I love about Gundam. It humanizes both sides and that while yes, both sides are pure evil, there are legitimately good people on both sides just looking for quick end to war. So it's cool that we're all really seeing this and I think that's what makes um yeah, it interesting. I
1: think ultimately the definition of evil it's you know, evil is as evil does to, to quote uh, the the great Forest Gump oh. you know the everyone kind of fights for their own beliefs everyone's a hero in their own story but it's how far what are the means that you're willing to employ in order to enact your own good
0: yeah no um yeah that's some good themes I'm glad to hear that things like Seed and some other ones kind of have Because even Double-O had a very interesting direction it went. So it, it's it's cool to very see true. how Gundam does the, I was going to say good versus bad, but more of one side versus the other. so But yeah. you know what? Anyway, I think that is it for this show. This was fantastic. This was great. Uh, Steven, anything else you wanted to add before we get going?
1: No, no. Like I said, we're kind of spoiled for Gundam content today. so
0: <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I know. I know this could have just been a Witch for Mercury podcast. But anyway, yeah, you can... Check out Steven's stuff. It's, the links are in the description for his channel that I'm on Wednesdays. We talk video game stuff. I, we go in depth into video game stuff because I'm huge into gaming. Uh, and Steven's a, a developer himself. Uh, but also, um, he has his Patreon. He has some cool stuff there, too. But, um, yeah, I guess that's it, man. So, everyone, thank you. See you all later. And have a good Cheers. night.
1: Have a good night.